don't get me wrong. I love me some cheese. But this is smegma. Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Maddie, a Eurovision wannabe connected kid. I don't know. I don't know what I am anymore. I'm having a Eurovision identity crisis. Obsessive. Yes. Minor obsessive? I, I, would, I would say you are an obsessive because, I mean, I, I'm a fanatic, but you you kind of go into the, the, the minutia. Minutia? Minutia? Yeah. You go into the, the... stuff no one cares about. That's me. <laughs> and just like, yeah. hey, guess what? This guy was the highest note ever hit. Oh, no, no. You have a details year, guy. Yeah. I like useless things. That's what I... But, but today is another episode of the DNQ Files. We got a little bit distracted there. I don't <laughs> even know what I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Will we take a look at a song that either failed to make it to Eurovision at all or failed to make it through to the Eurovision Grand Final? And today, Matty, it's coming home. For Wait me, me, at least. Oh. Um, today, I'm going to be sharing a song with you that didn't make it to Eurovision whatsoever in an attempt to rep- represent the United Kingdom. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, now, in the UK, we have had many different types of um, national finals and internal selections. And I, I don't know the actual numbers, but I would say since kind of national finals really became a thing, I would hazard a guess we've had more internal selections and national finals. It's worked out so well for you. We've done really well from it um, up until this year. When, up until you know, this year, where it's just like, well. oh, now now that's not ironic anymore. We yeah, we actually <laughs> did well. It was unusual. But you mentioned Lucy this Jones year. had it right. She was just like, never give up. Yes, never I'm give up. Writer. Um, but you, you've mentioned this year, and you've mentioned Sam Ryder. I'm going to share with you a song that was attempting to represent the United Kingdom this year. In Turin. Now, how did you find art- that out then? Because the artists or the collective, I don't quite know who's behind this song. I'm going to go with a collective who call themselves Nil Point UK, would not shut up about it on Twitter. They would tell anybody and everyone who would listen to them, and even people who wouldn't listen to them, that they had the perfect song for United Kingdom at Eurovision this year. Uh, they said that they had a multicultural, sorry, a multilingual entry for next year's Eurovision Song Competition. That's exactly what they said. It our multilingual entry for next year's European Song Competition. And they said it's a unifying love song with lyrics understood in every major European country. Mm. So what do you think to expect? uh, Instead of meat, I eat (laughs) veggies. No. Uh, I mean, I have no idea. Although I feel like this, with that description, it's either going to be ironic in a Hatari sort of way. Or it's going to be just fluff like everything that everyone always sends every year. It's just, it'll be either the garbage of the I love everybody or just, you know, good f em up music. <laughs> I mean, this song even had celebrity endorsements from uh, Toya Wilcox herself. 
Even she. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is she like a British housewife or something? I mean, she's British, I can tell you that much. I, I feel like she's very much before my time. She is a uh, singer and an actor. Um, and I, she's I done both much. of them so well that she's a, now a national treasure. Uh, a, so. yeah, a household name across continents. <laughs> so, are you ready to see what Nil Point UK wanted to send to Eurovision to represent yeah, the United Kingdom? Yeah, give it Kingdom? to me. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's do this. This episode of A DNQ Files is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. As we approach a national selection season with rapid speed, you may find yourself wanting to access certain geo-blocked streaming content, and with Surfshark you can quickly and easily do that by simply, I don't know, you could change your location to Germany, and that way you can access Unterlied for Liverpool. Or, if you want to go back to where the whole contest began, you can change your location to Italy for Sanremo 2023. Not only that, but Surfshark encrypts your data, so when you're travelling the world, I don't know, maybe you're coming over to Liverpool for Eurovision, and you find yourself on public Wi-Fi in places that rhyme with, oh, Tarbucks and Flackdonalds, you can stop anybody snooping on your online activity. Simply visit surfshark.deals slash thinkabouteuro Enter promo code THINKABOUTEURO for 83% off and free extra months for free. Anyway, back to the podcast. Nil Point UK with the porno song. I love that it starts off with fingering the Spanish guitar. So that's good. <laughs> nice choice of the word fingering. Delightful. Now remember they said lyrics understood in every European country. Yeah. Here's my question. If they're going to go for a Eurovision song, why is it three and a half minutes? I'm guessing this is the um, radio edit, maybe. I love how this band has 11 subscribers. <laughs> I feel like there's more people than that in the video. So it's... um, I... Why why is he dressed uh, uh, as, as a... Mexican. It's it's not just me that it's not just me. That that is essentially him doing Mexico instead of Spain, right? Yes, a C. Like pretty blatantly. I'm getting I'm getting the sense that this song might just be a one a one note joke. You are correct. And you are going to enjoy every three and a half minutes of this. Sorry, did I say um, enjoy, I meant endure. Endure. Endure is probably a better <laughs> word. Um, like at this point, I would say, why even have lyrics? <laughs> Does a Eurovision song need to have lyrics? It must. I mean, I think it has to have some lyrics, but there are instances when there's not been very many lyrics. Um, there wasn't, I think, a Norwegian song that won with very few lyrics. Yeah, The Voice. That was El- Elmer Quinn. That was Ireland, wasn't it? No. Uh, yeah, that's Ireland. That, no, it's a Norwegian song. I thought that was the, the one that has the voice, uh, the voice one. The one that sounded like it came straight out of, uh, I don't know, straight out of a river dance reject. I'm just, I'm getting a sense that this song was done on a very small budget. Uh, they spent $69 yeah, so- on this and not a, not a penny more. Oh, and now it's a, a squeaky, squeaky trumpet. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? It's truly terrible. I am trying. I, I, 
I've known... How many times have you made me speechless on this show? Like, <laughs> once or twice. I've already put more work into this song than they have. So... Like, I can get going for the little big Uno vibes, but I just, like, at some point you have to actually make the rest of the song. So, so you did ask like, about um, Eurovision songs and lyrics. So mm-hmm. every song must enter, every song must contain lyrics, but there's no strict rules to describe how many lyrics there are enough to qualify for the contest. The no- Nocturne for Norway 1995 had 24 words. Oh, it's Nocturne. You're right. I see yes. what you're saying. Well, that was awful. That was just... <laughs> I mean, there's cheesy, and then there's what? What the? What was this? I mean, I'm determined. I'm song, not going to be the one who says the one word that will immediately put the explicit label on this this time. Because well, every other song, time, I've been the first one to just be like, "No," and this time, I'm just like, "You know what? I'm refraining," and I regret this choice because, <laughs> my God, that was a choice. That was fucking wank. Yeah, it was bad. It was just, <laughs> it was, don't get me wrong. I love me some cheese, but this is smegma. That's, that's the diff. <laughs> this is just no good. It's. Oh, there's a cold open for this episode. I yeah. love cheese, but that was smegma. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. <laughs> no. I mean. Chrissy, don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like. Musically, when it kind of hits a beat, I'm like, I could imagine someone with more work in it, lyrically, more lyrical content, could have been like one of those sort of camp holiday hits. Yeah. It could have been popular with kids, but no, they chose I mean, to call DJ the song. I mean, DJ Bobo made it all the way. Come on. That's only like <laughs> five. Well, God, you've made me appreciate DJ Bobo. What's this saying now? I'm sorry. What is life? <laughs> Now I really don't know what I am anymore. (laughs) Good Lord. I mean, this was... What I hate about it is that it has potential. Yeah, that is the worst thing. But they they blew all that potential on being like, oh, this song will be understood in any European language because it's called Mm -hmm. the porno song and the only lyric is porno. Porno. Mm -hmm. They could have written some actual lyrics... And it would have still been absolute hot garbage, but within the sort of hot garbage that kids could have danced to at holiday clubs around Spain. I imagine that's what kids do in holiday clubs around Spain. I've never been to Spain, like a British tourist holiday. But in my head, musically, that's the sort of thing that kids would enjoy. But those lyrics make it completely inappropriate. And what were they thinking? Did they ever have any serious intention of going to Eurovision with a song called the porno song, the EV would never my, have allowed it. I know, and I'm just like, it sucks because I'm just like, okay, I'm sharing something with you on the podcast, and I'm going to show you a song that was made in the 90s. It's a Canadian song. It's called, well, you'll see what it's called in a second. So feel free to click that link and open it up because I'm just like, I cannot do this. I cannot talk about the porno song without bringing this song up. Because I feel like this is the song made in the 90s. Like, this is a 98, 99, maybe 2000 song. Yeah. But, like, this song doesn't exist most places. 
But this it's, song is the song that the porno song is trying to be. Will I benefit from not seeing the title of this, or is this something I can just look at the title it's, straight away? You'll see it right away, so. Okay, let's have a listen. It starts with a little open, so that's fine. Uh, this song is called Super Sex World. It is by One Ton. To my knowledge, I don't know if they've made any other songs from, <laughs> you know, beyond this. But I'm just like, this is the song that I feel like the porno song was trying to be. And, like, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm watching it now, I'm just like, yeah. Because it has a Spanish influence in the guitar. The guy's even wearing a sombrero. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't even think about this while I was watching the porno song. But now I'm just like, I can't unsee this. This is the song that the porno song should have been. This is infinitely much better. Yeah. This is a great song. It scarred me for life as a child, but now I'm just like, <laughs> now I love it. <laughs> but I'm just like, you want to talk multiculturalism? It's right here. You want to talk about like, I don't know, underhanded, filthy, like, porno undertones? This is it. <laughs> also, this song's just a, it's so fucking good. I'm not sure if that's just because I'm biased, so that's why I'm just like, I feel like I have to share this with you now. <laughs> I mean, this is an actual song with actual lyrics, so, you know, it's already got that going for it. Yeah. But I just, like, you want to talk about having, like, this... I don't know. Canada in the 90s had this whole era where we were suddenly super influenced by, like, Spanish guitar. Yeah. And there was a band called 1130, and they released a song called Ole Ole, which had similar vibes. There was a band called Prozac, which I'm actually, like, huge fan of. They're still, they still make great music. But they had a song called Mediterranean Lady, which is very much the same style. And they all kind of came out at the same pop, and I don't know why that is. But, like, here's the thing. You've taught me Eurovision. Now I'm teaching you random, useless Canadian one-hit wonders from, like, 20-plus years ago. 25 years ago. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. This is why I should be the host of Eurovision Canada. I know the history, people. I know what <laughs> happened. I know what we're doing. This is perfect Eurovision music. This song slaps. It's exactly what Eurovision should be. Like, if you want to go to Eurovision and not win, but entertain people, this is the sort of thing you need to send. This is like a San Marino song waiting to happen. Yes. Or like Romania. Or like Georgia. I mean, there's a bald guy who kind of looks like Serhat as well. Yep. I would now want to hear Serhat singing this. Like, it's just a crazy bop. And it's like, you could actually play this today and most people wouldn't bat an eye. They'd be like, it's a good song. It's like, yeah, it's a good song. It doesn't sound 90s. It doesn't, like... You know what? So I go to a, Euro a ukulele club with a Canadian, uh, and I'm going to get the chords for this, and I'm going to take it in, and I'm going to so impress her on top of that. Oh, yeah. She's going to be like, what? You know this? Or she'll look at it and be like, I don't know this song, because I was born in 20, like 2001. That's where she's like, screw you in the face. No, she is... I don't know her age, but I was going to say she's around our age, so she should be glad on that. I hope she knows her. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I hope you're disappointing, you know, multiple continents at the same time. <laughs> no, that's the song porno song should have been. That's like, they made it. this jokey song in the 90s that still slaps, still great. And it's just, like, there was so much effort and, like, interest and the video's interesting and, like, charged. And so, like, I remember at the time, it was so controversial at the time. Obviously, yeah. 
because like girls kiss boys are riding horseback together not a euphemism actually riding horseback together like there's there's a lot and, in there and i'm just like there's so many and now yeah. it's completely kind of radio friendly because like the worst thing they say is sex yeah that's i it. don't know if our phone telephone well i don't know they mentioned telephone calls that might be like too much <laughs> but it's like telephone calls were more intellectual or sexual that's like as deep as it goes and then says yeah. super sex world and there was a banger it's so kind of so it's great and like the want? spanish guitar straight out of like hola mi bebe bebe like <laughs> It fits right in. It's right in the zeitgeist. I could picture like Achille Loro doing that song. Yes. I think I oh, need to reach out to Achille Loro and be like, hey, <laughs> yo, dude, make this happen. <laughs> just, just a few sort of Achille yelps in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, that's well, the song. That's the song. I think that I would, I'd rather go out like having released that song upon the world. Then the dwell song. on the abomination that was the porno song. So, I don't know, TikTok, get on that song. Get on Super Sex World. Yes, please do TikTok. And then someone who understands TikTok, send me the links to look at the videos. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with me, Matty. Um, uh, Once again, I, I have taken over the podcast. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry to, that, you know, you felt you had to share something better than the porno song. Although, in fairness, most things are. Better than the porno song. Here's the thing. I know the porno song had one lyric. I don't remember the song. <laughs> it has instantly fallen out of my brain. Well, that's a blessing. Mind you, I replaced it with a super sex world, so that might be my own fault. But <laughs> maybe. So, until next time. Bye. Bye. La 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 la